The kindest thing that anyone's ever done for me was save my life. I think I've told you this before at St Luke's in a children's talk, but I'm going to tell you again anyway. I was about five or six and we were staying in a hotel in Boscombe near Bournemouth. The hotel had a swimming pool. My mum was sitting on a lounger chatting with her friend Maureen and I was playing with my armbands on in the shallow end. Being an experimental kind of fellow, I started to wonder about the mechanics of armbands and what would happen if I put them over my ankles instead of my arms. I jumped out, pulled them over my feet and threw myself back in. I was instantaneously whipped upside down and started to drown. At this point I should say to any children watching this that that's a very dangerous and silly thing to do and it nearly cost me my life so do not do this yourselves under any circumstances. Mum hadn't seen the kicking feet with armbands round the ankles at the thrashing about at the top of the water or the boy drowning below but a 15 year old girl was sitting at the side of the pool and saw what was happening and quick as lightning she swam over and hauled me out of the water choking and coughing. I was very thankful and slightly smitten with the older girl and followed around like a love-struck puppy for the rest of the holiday. Kindness is everywhere in the Bible, not just in the fruit of the Spirit, but it makes appearances in lists and stories and God's kindness towards us. And even when it's not mentioned, it's there in the things people are doing, like in William's reading today, The Good Samaritan. It's probably one of, if not the most, famous parables Jesus told. As we heard, a man is robbed and left for dead, and a priest and another important man both passed by, leaving the beaten guy unaided. Just then, a Samaritan comes along, and I'm sure you've all heard by now that the Jews of the time hated their neighbours, the Samaritans. They viewed them with huge suspicion, and it was precisely this Samaritan who everyone listening would expect to be the person who would have passed by that stopped and showed such huge and extravagantly costly kindness. You see, kindness is at the very heart of who we are as Christians. God shows us unending kindness in loving us so generously that he became human to suffer and die with us, giving kindness even to his very last breath while he died on the cross calming the fears of the man being executed next to him. I've thought a lot about what kindness is, and I'm not sure I have a clear answer to that. It's kind of hard to pin down. I say quite a lot to people, oh that's kind, thank you. It's a habit I got into when I worked with children as a nursery nurse, almost like in pointing it out I'm trying to make people be more aware of it, even in the smallest and most trivial things. It's such a part of us and who we are as human beings that we recognise it in the moment we see it. It's the oil that lubricates every human interaction. I thought as well about our home, this city, London, that spread out from its heart in the square mile to swallow up Holloway and Camberwell, where I live in the south, out for miles and miles. What is it people think of when they think of London? Very often up north they say, and you hear this in the media as well, that London is a very unkind and unfriendly place. The poem that Amanda read to us is all about being in the square mile, and at its very heart it's about noticing, about being present and seeing beyond facades, 
seeing layers, the past needs and past lives and past uses of the city and being called back to the diversity and needs of the current moment by a song thrush. Back to be and act in the now. Londoners' needs are marked in the street names around us, but do we have eyes to see the needs of the Londoners around us today? Is the song thrush of kindness calling us back to reality, out of our bubbles? I've often said in children's talks, we are Christ's hands and we are Christ's feet. We are God's answer to our own prayers. Christianity is an urban religion. It was born in the cities of the Roman Empire. It spread in them and became their lifeblood. As someone better than me pointed out at St Luke's a long time ago, even our hope of a rebuilt and perfected world is a new city shining with gold with 12 gates and the tree of life at its centre where God will wipe away our every tear. There is unkindness at the heart of our city. Our food producers and supermarkets are jettisoning fair trade schemes left, right and centre. The corporations at the heart of our city are still trading in arms and weapons. A government that had the end of homelessness in its grasp in the midst of a pandemic, only to end the dedicated funding for temporary housing when no one was looking. A climate crisis that will kill more than COVID-19 will ever kill unless someone in government, the corporations and individuals start to take this seriously and act with kindness towards those whose lives are threatened and kindness to the planet. The systemic racism that limits the opportunities open to millions of black and ethnic minority Londoners. But there is hope in the midst of this pandemic. There are endless stories of neighbours being kind to neighbours. A friend of St Luke's in South London and his husband had Covid-19 and their neighbours shopped and cooked for them night after night for weeks. Another friend who works for a multinational publisher said, I've seen a lot of kindness, mostly in the form of thoughtfulness and the situations of others at work lately. It's easy to be cynical about corporate motives and corporate bodies, but between individual colleagues and my company's leadership, I've been proud to work for my publisher lately. A supermarket is running a community care operation, dropping off food parcels and checking up on people who are alone and shielding. A friend of mine who's using this service was telling the delivery driver the other day how down and tearful she was. And the next day there on her step was a bunch of roses and lilies from the worker. Every time she smelled the lily's perfume, she was overwhelmed by such an act of kindness. A black protester lifts an unconscious far-right protester out of a fight and carries him to medical help. And huge numbers of people of all heritages marching with black protesters for Black Lives Matter. How did we let London become known as the city of unfriendly and unkind people when there is so much generosity and kindness all around us every single moment. Let us be his hands, let us be his feet, let us feel with his heart. Let's continue to be aware of kindness in every word we say about those that frustrate us at church and at work and in our families. Will we kneel with our neighbour and call out racism in our society? Will we be the people who will see the humanity in the trans woman whose identity is being constantly ground down? Will we keep protesting for climate protection? Are we the hope of God's new Jerusalem 
builded here amongst these dark satanic towers. Let us continue to be practitioners of God's radical and costly kindness.